What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Roundtrip here on 89.1 WXVU Villanova Radio. It is Monday, September 9th. We're back one final year here on WXVU. I'm joined by the ever-present Conrad Bayer here on year three for the show. What's up? And our executive producer, Jack Sherwood. New year, new me. Here for his first full year with the show, though. Off to a, uh, a rough start, Mr. Yeah. Producer. Yeah, so far it hasn't been great. Definitely what I did not dream of when I went to sleep last night where I couldn't <laughs> sleep thinking about my first round tricker. But, but there's a full year. There's a full episode, full year. We got this. And we'll be there, yes. Yeah. We got a lot of time to improve. We, we do. Know. We can only it's, go up from here, we though. Can only it's week go, one. Week, week one. one. Only go Pre- up from preseason. Here. Just sometimes. like preseason. NFL, which we're going to get into in a little bit there with week one. Um, this is why we need a preseason. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, we didn't have a preseason. It's, it's true. We were supposed to have a big preseason. The executive producer talked extensively about that, but, <laughs> but never happened. The producer was busy. Yes. <laughs> so as you can hear, we are not joined by Ben Moyer, Matthew Wood. They are out for today's show. That's the nice part about us being able to rotate is that you've still got three of us yep. to deal yep. with our babbling. So we <laughs> good luck. <laughs> so we'll start this thing off as we do every time with our shout outs. Shout out to Connor, Jordy, Megan, Jules, Shannon, Joe, Rebecca, Rick, Dan, Brian, Jack. Sherwood's not on the list anymore because he's here, so we'll replace that with Madeline. Yeah. Yeah, what's up, Madeline? Um, <laughs> Mike, Whoa there. Mike Rayo, Uncle Ken, Aunt Diane, Marie, Joe, Johnny, Mom, Dad, Bears, Woods, Moy, Sherwood's, everyone and anyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. You guys said I got everyone when no one could hear us, so. Conrad made that promise. That's true. I, Conrad I wasn't going to confirm it the second time around. I made the mistake I the first you. time. You looked a little hesitant there, so I just wanted to check. Uh, podcast live every Tuesday morning on iTunes and Spotify. I just have to get through my 8.30 class first that I have with our executive producer over here. Can't wait. <laughs> driving tomorrow. Yeah, we Big, are if dri- Big if true. Big if true. We are driving to West Campus tomorrow morning to avoid the walk. Thank you, Annie. That thank, sounds thank you, Annie. Very nice. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you're not the one driving. We're not. So <laughs> just search round trip for two words and you should find us. And the phone line is open. Skype Patrick Zhang 315. All right. So we've run through that twice now. <laughs> so we're good. Right. We're good. We're good. All right. Let's get it going. So into the monologue. Happy New Year. It's our first show of the year, and it comes with the excitement of the fall. College football is slowly ramping up. Not Villanova, however, who has steamrolled both their opponents so far so in mid-season form uh go cats uh the nova basketball schedule was released this week so mark those wells fargo games down on your calendar we'll get more into that in a little bit and the national football league has kicked off it's been 222 days since we last saw an nfl game in the meantime we've seen free agency the draft daniel jones otas training camp countless hours of inconsequential debate and about a billion antonio brown updates but now it's time for the real thing Uh, expectations are a powerful force of perspective. Things are different in Cleveland this year. Just a year ago, the Browns had gone one in 31 over the previous two seasons leading into a year where there was hope after the first pick in the draft was Baker Mayfield. Last year, they finished seven, eight and one before adding Kareem Hunt, who is out for the first eight weeks of the season through suspension, Olivier Vernon and Odell Beckham Jr. They talked themselves up all off season, mostly bizarrely focusing on the New York Giants. And I think they started to believe their hype. When game time finally arrived, they failed to show up as they were brushed aside 43 to 13 at home by Marcus Mariota. Yes, it's only week one, but maybe Baker Mayfield should take some advice from the musical Hamilton that is now playing in Philadelphia. You can go see it. Talk less, smile more. And that'll lead us into our first segment 
of the year NFL. We're going to start with the Browns game. As I said, Browns hype train goes off the rails in that one o'clock game. It was a national TV game as well. Nansen Romo on it. So as we said, big deal, a lot of hype surrounding it. They lost 43 to 13. How concerned are we after week one? I'm not, I'm not too concerned about it, actually. I mean, it is week one, but there's definitely a lot of mistakes from Baker and that defense just didn't look good. And um, even with all, all the power was kind of added on that offense and nobody really was paying attention to defense really kind of stayed the same. Um, so that, that, that's a little concerning, but I think they're fine, especially with, with their division with the Steelers and the Bengals um, both losing and not looking great. And while the Ravens did look fantastic, they were playing the dolphins that we're going to get to later, but I, I think I think they're still gonna be fine because of the division didn't what didn't perform fantastic outside the Ravens either. Yeah, no, I think that if you look at the, I was looking at the numbers, this Chubb I have up right now. Seventeen carries, seventy five yards. He was supposed to be like the big gun this year. Not a great start to the season for him. I'm also looking um OBJ like seventy one yards, Juice had sixty seven. So I just wonder how long until there starts to be a little bit of like tension in the locker room about who's going to get more targets, who's going to get, get more yards. So I think only time will tell. I think that, you know, obviously winning kind of fixes everything. So I think if they can get on a roll, I think they'd be fine. I just wonder, I, I think they're going to be the same Browns until they prove me differently. I think that if they get rolling, you know, I'll eat my words and you know, they'll be good, but I just don't see them really working out this year. Yeah, no, that that's fair. So what I think is interesting is, so you think the division We'll give them a boost. I think the division is is one of the biggest hindrances with them and that I do believe in Baltimore, not as much so as this weekend. You, you yeah. don't get to play Miami every week, but I believe them in Lamar Jackson. I love the Mark Ingram pickup, and I think they're going to be able to do enough to be definitely be able to be in uh, playoff contention. Pittsburgh obviously lost Brown and obviously was a train wreck last night, but I still think they're going to be pretty good. And you look at Cleveland, yeah. Off- offensively, they are so ridiculously talented. You look at that defensive line, Miles Garrett, adding Olivier Vernon. There's just there's so many different components in that locker room, and I think their biggest mistake actually was hiring Freddie Kitchens as their head coach. Yeah. You know, when you're adding in all this talent and all these egos, I they in my opinion they definitely should have gone with a more experienced guy than a first year head coach now, especially one that's been used to these guys. I think you'd rather bring in an outside force to be able to you know lay his foot down on things. So that makes me nervous about this team. I still think that this team is the biggest boomer bust team in the league. This team is either going to light people up and go 11 and five, or this thing is going, going down yeah. and going down badly. So it's going to be incredibly interesting to watch. Uh, the big thing with them too, as I said, with head coaching discipline, 18 penalties for 182 yards. That's insane. That's insane. Yeah. That's, and, you can't have that. And that shows a team that lacked discipline. And that's what people are afraid of with the Browns. That's something that scares me with them. So I think it'll be interesting to watch. Is it panic button time? No, it's week one. But does it show, is it a, like a little bit of a window into what could happen if things go bad? Absolutely. This is this team is as much hype as around this team. This team is no lock for the playoffs. This no, is, no, no. This team is not locked for an AFC championship game. Uh, sure. Would you, are you done chaining the Browns? Is I that am what you're done chain. <laughs> does that mean yes. a, a certain body part could be chopped off? Maybe I didn't think this through. All right. So, so Sherwood just basically put his pinky on the line there. Yep. So we're holding him to it. If the Browns win the Super Bowl, Sherwood now has to cut off his pinky. I'll <laughs> big cat do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's the Browns. We'll move into the next one. I'll kind of group them together. Pats and the Chiefs. I look at as kind of the class of the AFC there. So the Patriots and the Chiefs roll on opening day. 
Uh, the Pats with 33 to 3 win at home over the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Chiefs won 40 to 26 on the road in Jacksonville. Are they the two best teams in the league? I think I think they they are as of now because not only did they play both teams played fantastic in week one, they also were coming off of both fantastic years, obviously with the Pats winning the Super Bowl and the Chiefs gaining the AFC championship game. But uh, because you have that history, both have fantastic coaches. Andy Reid, more of a regular season guy, but still a fantastic coach. But I think... Subtle shot. Very subtle. <laughs> but um, no, they're fantastic. Nobody else really stood out, but both the Pats and the Chiefs kind of blew out who they were playing, and they mm-hmm. were both playing relatively good, good teams. teams. They weren't playing the Dolphins. No. So... Um, when you're when you're able to do that, and they both have their quarterback situation locked down, have fantastic receivers, um, both defenses kind of, I think is where both teams will make it or break it. But because the offenses are fantastic, but mm-hmm. I think right now they are. Um, I just wonder what's going to happen with out Tyree Kill, like because they said sure. he could go on the IR. It could be out mm-hmm. a couple weeks, so at least we'll get a couple weeks without Tyree Kill, which I think could at the end of the year help. Patrick Mahomes by, you know, not relying on one target. Mm-hmm. Like last yesterday, we saw Sammy go off. Yeah. Um, Nine for 198. Yeah. Crazy. And then we saw, you know, there's always the safety valve with Travis Kelsey. Um, and surprisingly, I just looked at the stats. Uh, Shady McCoy had was a leading rusher with 81 yards. So I, I knew, he, I obviously knew he was on the team, but I didn't realize he had that big of an immediate impact. Mm-hmm. So I think that that could also help to have the dynamic duo of a passer and a runner. I think also too, if you limit, Shady's touches is he'll be fresh. And then um yeah, I think the, I think they're on a collision course. I just don't see any other teams really, you know, coming in their way in the AFC. I, I do too. And it's not just the AFC, it's the whole league for me. I I think yeah. these two are the class. And for especially for Kansas City, that's a testament to how good that offense is because the defense really isn't great. As you can see by Gardner Minshew coming in and playing relatively well and still putting up 26 points to them since Foles was only in the first quarter. Foles did play really well, actually, in that first quarter as well. So it would have been interesting to see if uh, how that game would have turned out if he stayed in for the rest of the game. Foles now placed on IR today. does have a designation that he could come back, but it's broken collarbone. We'll see, basically, how that goes. That'd be a tough one. It's a tough blow, especially for paying him all that money in the offseason. Jacksonville thought they had their quarterback problem solved and then going down that early. Uh, but like Min- Minshew played really well, 22 or 25, two touchdowns <coughs> and a pick. Very impressive, though. Also, a definitely more of showing how Kansas City's defense is yeah. great. But that offense is incredible. Uh, Mahomes, 25 of 33, almost 400 yards, three touchdowns. Should have had another one, but decided to no look that ball into the into the like hundredth row uh, in, in Jacksonville. On New England, they just they did what they do. That's the easiest and most simple way to put it uh, they don't lose in foxborough especially not a night game that offense is going to roll especially now with the addition of antonio brown which we'll get into in a second the defense is good enough it's not great you don't see stars on it they've traded guys like chandler jones away um but they're solid and they held a pretty good pittsburgh offense to just three points last night so i i'm with you in that I think these two are definitely the two best teams in the league, though. I do love Philadelphia's roster construction. I think New Orleans is really intriguing. I think the Rams are very good. So just looking at the NFC as well, but these are my two, my top two. Yeah, I don't, 
I mean, we all agreed on it, so it's not very much up for debate. No, I guess. it's, it's yeah. up for debate, but it just. But it's also week one, and a lot of things can happen. A lot can happen. So. We have New Orleans and Houston playing right now, two of the more interesting teams uh, yeah. in the league. So don't want to dwell on it too much because I think we were all kind of sick of it at this point. But Antonio Brown cut by the Raiders over the weekend, signed with the Patriots a couple hours later. Just instant reaction. Um, I mean, I've said this kind of uh, a little bit, just uh, some random people, but I. As a non-Patriots fan, it's really tough to look because you're like, they're going to add another weapon. They're going to have like a legitimate star receiver to go with Josh Gordon and Julian Edelman. And who knows what can happen there. But I'm also like, the like drama that I want to see. If there's mm-hmm. one guy in the NFL that could ruin the Patriots locker room, the only man that's yeah, ever lived that him. could do that is Antonio Brown. But also Bill Belichick would cut him before that happens. It's also true. So, I mean, I kind of just want to see fireworks. So I think that would be a lot of fun because he can do it. If he shows up and he burns his feet with a cryo chamber again, like yeah. something's going to happen. So say the over under that ESPN said on games that he plays with the Patriots is five and a half. <laughs> what do we think? I'm going to go with over. Over? Under. Under. Yeah, I'd love to see fireworks off the field, not on the field. Go Bills. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, no, I think what, what Conrad said, I think that, you know, Looking on paper, the team looks great. You know, there's always the possibility of Gronk. I think that people kind of started shooting that out. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's just, you know, it's always the def- like the offense and defense were always kind of the same where it was just no names, you know, do your job. And mm-hmm. now the offense actually has notable names and all pros on it. So that's definitely a scary team to look at. Um, yeah, I think that if there's a team, if there's a player to break down the Patriot dynasty or just this year, I think it could be AB. That's why it makes this so interesting. As yeah. much as everyone's sick of talking about it, it is so interesting because he's got just toxic enough <laughs> of a, of character to be able to bring that team down. Though if it clicks, it's scary. So yeah. it, it is the ultimate risk reward, though the Patriots can just cut him loose if things start yeah. to get bad. Yeah. Um, so obviously it will be very interesting to watch all year. I'll say over on the games as well. If, if he can't, thrive in this system and kind of put and his head down got, then done. this might be it for like, him so i could especially after just the disastrous uh, stay in oakland <laughs> if you want to call it a stay um moving moving along because we're at 723 already packers outlast bears 10 to 3 on thursday night mm-hmm. <laughs> it happened it did. week one yeah. things happen opening night basically basically preseason no bears playing the preseason I, i'm not so sure far. it was preseason i think it counted on the record <laughs> I know, but you know, you gotta look past it. They lost the first game last year. Mm-hmm. They still became a very Who good team. Who did they lose that game to? They lost to the Packers. Oh, okay. But um, I mean, so maybe maybe it's just history repeating themselves. But um, actually, I don't want it to repeat itself. That yeah, was pretty yeah, I bad. I don't think you want triple doink. No, this year will be triple. Yeah, exactly. So All what right. do we expect from the NFC North? So looking around the games, you got two teams play each other here. The Vikings handily dispatched the Falcons. Yeah. I mean, the Lions tied. <laughs> gotta love a tie in week one. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Not enough chatter about that. No, not like, really. It's kind I, of been overlooked. Yeah, yeah, I was watching that and then finished what, like, and then focused on the tennis. Yeah. And I looked at it like three hours later on the cards Instagram page and it was like, we Wait tied second, that one. Actually tied or it, it, it said on there, like, the caption yeah. was, we split this one. And I was like, <laughs> so I assume you tied that. <laughs> like, no, like, usually, you know, the tie years ago would be, you know, once every three or four years and you get the notification. Yeah. The, ESPN, oh the Bleacher, the CBS. Yeah, exactly. Like, these teams tied first time in three years or four years. It happens like once yeah. or twice a year yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Now I think they've got to. I think they've got to switch it back to fifteen minute yes. overtime quarter, I think quarters. Quarters not 10, ten. I think the ten really leads itself. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Because it's enough for one possession. Yeah, 
It's a little bit because I think what they both took field goals and mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Lions got the ball back with yep. like 350 left. Yep. And yeah. that's that's not enough. Yeah. And also too, at that point, it's kind of you don't want to push it and then end up throwing an interception and going three and out yeah. and then handing the ball back to the other team. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. They did it for player safety reasons just to try to cut down on it. But if they're afraid of ties, then obviously they're going to propel that there. The team that I think was really interesting uh, was the Vikings from this mm-hmm. weekend because they did yeah. look so good. However, yeah, you know breathe. exactly where I'm going with yep. it. Kirk Cousins went eight for ten for ninety-eight yards. So I don't know what to make it. The defense looked great. Dalvin Cook looked healthy, mm-hmm. yeah. which is their big thing. I think Cousins is a, definitely a serviceable enough quarterback. We all know that that contract is terrible. Um, interesting to say the least. But they looked really good. Green Bay, not a hundred percent sold on them. Lafleur, I thought the play calling was actually pretty poor. Yeah. Uh, week one, though, offensively, they definitely, obviously, they have their playmakers. Defensively, they spent a lot of money and moved things around on defense. Obviously, looked very they good looked, against the Bears. They looked all right. Yes. So, defensively, that's fantastic for the Packers. Offensively, yeah. I believe that Rodgers will be able to put a lot of it together, though I do think Minnesota's a real threat and, yeah. in my mind, is the favorite to win the division. I legitimately think any of the four teams could win. I do not think the Lions can. Yeah. I think the Lions, until they, I guess, decided not not to play, like, they were, they were pretty handily controlling Arizona and their defense looked really they good. Did. I know Kyler's a fourth a quarter. Rookie. Kyler really brought them. Back. Yes. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like for, for three quarters, they really controlled them and what was supposed to be this fantastic offense. I know it's still early first year head coach and all that, but it's still on paper should be a good offense. Um, so they, they actually surprised me and looked better than I thought they would be. So I think the Lions are the favorites, but I can understand because a lot of, a lot of people pick the Lions as the worst, the first team because mm-hmm. it happens every year. It has to say it always does. So, yeah. I can I can see that better now, but I yeah I mean I guess the Vikings leapt over whoever you would consider was supposed mm-hmm. to win that division, even though the whole time it was kind of a three horse race. But sure, yeah, and I, I'm anything not, can happen. I'm not saying I'm writing off the Bears by any means. I just I I'm a little lower on them than a lot of people. Because a lot of people are low on them. Though. I I just felt that they're a prime candidate for a little bit of regression. I'm not sure that defense can score as many touchdowns as you know. That's the problem. I'm not a Trubisky believer. I think Nagy really helps hide his deficiencies in the system. And then you saw when he needed him to go win a game, he wasn't able to. That said, I do love David Montgomery. I think that's going to be a really good pickup. I love the Mike. I think Mike Davis and Tree Cohen gives you a lot of options. And that defense is incredible. But yeah. I, I'm not sure that defense can hold like everyone to like six points. A game. Yes. Yes, I get that. And I honestly think like while Mitch did not play great, obviously he played very, very poorly. Matt Nagy needs to figure it out and learn how to actually call a game. It's mm-hmm. been the two playoffs games where he was last year for the bears and his last season with Kansas city, when he was the offensive coordinator for a mm-hmm. game, he legitimately forgets he has running backs. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't want to get too off onto that, but people need to be talking about Nagy, not knowing how to call a game mm-hmm. because while he does hide a lot of things, you can't have David Montgomery who you've hyped up all year, get like, was I think it was sick. I was just like six. Five. Yeah, it was so. five or six. It was like fifteen total, and yeah. Mitch threw the ball over forty times. Yep, that does. That's not how. No, your recipe you, to win does play. not involve Trubisky throwing yeah. forty times. And so. then for the Packers, their recipe probably does involve Rodgers throwing for forty times. They didn't really. Yes. they really didn't go to the run game at all. Green Bay in that game, but they can win on Aaron's arm. We've seen yes. it plenty of times before. And uh, again, I think the Packers will be right up there. I think they're gonna. I think that defense is a lot better than I thought. It was I think. Be. Yeah, I think the Packers. I still think the Vikings win that division, but I do believe Green Bay. Is would be one of the favorites for one of those two wild card spots. Yeah. Moving into the quick hits, 
start with that first one. Buffalo Bills circled the wagons. No yesterday. one does it better. No one does it better. Fourth quarter comeback. Uh, complete meltdown on part of the the New York Jets there. A 16-0 lead at halftime. Dominated. Uh, not halftime. Three minutes left to go. Please, please, Pat. <laughs> it was not a meltdown. It was a 17-point comeback <laughs> shredding of the Jets defense. Oh. But, uh, no, it was like with five minutes left, yes. six minutes left there yep. on 16. Yep. Part of it has to do with, again, like Conrad, they just didn't hand the ball off. Mm-hmm. Bill said until like three quarters of the way through the third quarter. And granted, partially, C.J. Mosley was out with a groin and injury. And then they shredded him. The game. Yeah. And then, yeah, we're still on track for the 20-0 record because we went 4-0 in the preseason. Preseason's what matters. Yeah. So what'd you think of Josh Allen in that game? He had some good plays. He had some fresh, like, rookie mistakes as well. Definitely yeah, the, some the time. The turnover is scary because he got four out of him, so that's a little scary. Yeah. The first the, one should have thrown away. Mm-hmm. Two tipped interceptions. Got it. The first one wasn't bad. Second one was not great. Yeah, you can't blame him for the pick six because no. it deflected. And then the fumbled snap. But then again, he also had the perfect throw down the sideline to win the game. Yeah, but then also, too, you look at it and... You have four mistakes, four turnovers. So it's kind of, you know, it gets to the point where, you know, you throw you one bad pick. Okay. You know, I'll give you leeway. But when you have four turnovers, that's kind of something where you can't make four different excuses for him. Sure. So it's definitely got to clean it up. And also like shout out to the defense because they did have four turnovers and gave up, you know, technically six points, but the offense gave up the pick six yeah, sure. on the turnover. So um, the defense was buzzing. They had a lot of pressure, which was good. Um, the offense has just got to, just kind of, there was a little bit of like a bubble or something at like the at the thirty five yard line that they couldn't get past for about forty five minutes of the game, and then once they broke it, they, they broke through. Yeah, they broke yeah, through. They they broke through exactly. And I'll say, I was a little disappointed in Sam Darnold as well. I'm very high on Darnold. I think he's going to progress a lot this year. He missed a lot of throws yesterday. Yeah, uh, which was Bill's dis- defense. Which was <laughs> disappointing to see. Le'Veon Bell also did, I think, have a pretty solid debut, especially showing in the passing game that he's going to be a really good weapon. For the Jets. So for the Jets, definitely not panic time. Um, though Monday night is Jets, mm-hmm. Jets, Browns at MetLife, which, oh boy, that's going to be fun because one of two of those fan ba- bases, <laughs> fan bases is going to go into a complete panic after that. So oh, that's, yeah. that's going to be a lot of fun. And also, too, like one of them will be 0 and 2, and then they'll be on a short week as well. So not that's only true. will they yep. be, you know, and I think both, both those teams thought going into the season, you know, Cleveland playing Tennessee and the Jets and Jets playing Bills Buffalo, and yeah. Browns. I think they both looked at that probably thinking, hey, like, win more games, we can easily be 2-0. Mm-hmm. And looking at that now, as you said, one of those two fan bases, one of the two second-year quarterbacks will be 0-2 coming yeah. off a short and then going on a short week. No, absolutely. Though, I don't think it's all doom and gloom, Connor. It's okay. I, I still believe in the Jets this year, and I think they're going to push the playoffs. But, man, that was a rough start. That was a rough start. Uh, just hit these very, very quickly so we can go to break. Uh, Dak's statement game against the Giants. So 35-17, Dallas won. Prescott, 405 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, a perfect passer rating. Uh, Who knows what that even means. Uh, exactly. What I will say is that he was sacked zero times and knocked down twice. So um, he was able to just sit in that pocket all day and find any yeah. of his receivers, whether it was Cooper, Gallup, or Cobb. All of them burned the Giants. So I can't, I'm not going to kill the Giants. It was all about the pass rush. It was all about the pass yeah. rush, with, especially with the secondary as young as the Giants have with DeAndre Baker out there, Jabril Peppers, uh, Corey Ballantine came in. Julian Love didn't play, which was surprising. 
these kids are not going to be able to cover these receivers when you give them all day and don't hit Prescott whatsoever. Uh, Barkley looked really good, 11 carries, 120 yards. And uh, and Daniel Jones got in at the end of the game, which I was very surprised by. Yeah, um, that is <laughs> shocking that he was hit. He I was shocked. I was shocked because that means that I think that they're more open to going to him earlier in the season than I thought they would be. But uh, we'll see. We don't have to. Big game this week, Matt. Yeah, it is a big game big this game. week. Yeah, the Giants going to win. Um, <laughs> okay. I've noticed that the last 21 years, I would talk highly of the Bills and then they would let me down. So this year, mm-hmm. I'm just going to oh, let the team down. do the talking. I like that. Until they Let's stop talking for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Until they go like, what, six and three on the November calendar hits. And you finish six and ten. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe slide one in to win called <laughs> seven and nine. And then final game, uh, the Dolphins may never win a game this year. Very yeah. much. Yeah, very so, true. All yeah. right, cool. All right, yeah. we're all in agreement there. All right, so yeah. that's our first segment here on Round Tripper. Uh, that one took a while, but that was also mostly because we had some some technical issues. Just some slight. Just, just a little bit, just a little bit. So that was the NFL. We're going to get into college football and MLB up next. This is Round Tripper on 89.1, and we'll be right back. Back here on Round Tripper, getting get into some college football now. That was Chicken Fried. Pretty great concert on Friday. It was all right. Was yeah, I had so. a good time. Had a lot of, had a lot of fun uh, going to that. So shout out to everyone that came with us there. That was so much fun. Um, so we're going to start off with the big game of the weekend. LSU going on the road, taking on Texas. And Coach O did what Coach O does. <laughs> Came up with the 45-38 win on the road. Go Tigers. Sure, would you like to try to impersonate him with a voice? No. No? No. You can't I won't even try. Voice? No. Conrad, can you give me a go Tigers? I'm not going to do that. Go Tigers. All right. Um. <laughs> that was, that's why neither of us tried it. <laughs> so, from LSU so far, are they legit playoff contenders? I think they are. Because their defense is as good as... I mean, obviously, LSU's defense is always great, but now they actually have an offense that learned that you can throw the ball um, with your quarterback. New coordinator this year. Yeah, that might help. Um, and Joe Burrow has actually looked really good, mm-hmm. especially this weekend with 31-39 for 471 against Texas, who's also another top. Like, this wasn't one of those pan- easy games, those cakewalks. Like, this is a legitimate Texas team. They're not back, but they're, they're pretty good. <laughs> They are good. Um, They're very good. Yeah, and if you can do that with with the running attack and the defense they got, I think they're legitimate contenders. I think the thing that impressed me most was he looked the minister of culture straight in the eye, Matthew McConaughey, (laughs) and put up, what was that, four touchdowns? Four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. But I think that, yeah, I think the Joe Burrows looked amazing, looked great. The defense looked stout for the most part. They also, the other thing I look at is most of their team, I think, Sands a couple guys that got drafted last year, like Greedy and whoever the Devin Smith, Devin White, the uh, the linebacker, the linebacker, yeah, yeah the two Devin linebackers. White. Um, they like rolled they rolled Georgia last year too. So there's definitely you know mm-hmm. obviously they always have the Bama game. They got to go through Auburn and the SEC West is always tough. But and then out of conference like out of division game last year against Georgia they developed did well and then especially going on the road. I wouldn't say a completely hostile environment Texas environment. It was still. I don't think it was up to the SEC, mm-hmm. like, horseshoe, big house level, but it's but still... a tough game nonetheless yeah, very going tough. down to Austin. Oh, yeah, 100. I think... Yeah. Especially this early. Yeah, yes. this well, early. they still have their hopes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think that... Yeah, I think that... I think both teams are back. I think Texas on the road to getting back, almost there. Very close. Also glad that LSU is able to beat... Um, 
Texas, so then that way Texas can stop talking about beating the SEC team in the Sugar Bowl when <laughs> half the defense was sitting. Was sitting out for the yes. NFL draft. Yes, also true. Uh, I I agree with Conrad here, and I think that Joe Burrow is definitely the key for this LSU team. So the Ohio State transfer has came in last year, played pretty well, super start to the season so far, so 471 yards as well. And so you look the generic kind of teams that you think about when you're getting into the playoff, Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Georgia, people threw Michigan in there, which I thought was laughable. I think it's starting to prove why it's laughable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I absolutely believe that LSU is one of those teams that has a legitimate shot at getting in. Yes, it would require for two SEC teams, which probably means that either uh, Oklahoma or Ohio State is going to have to falter this year for one of those two to drop out because you know that Bama and Clemson are getting in. Yeah, that's kind <laughs> of a lock. So rather confident about that, but I, I don't see why LSU can't get into the playoff, especially with that home field advantage that they have, talking about going to places. Yeah. Like, good luck down in Death Valley yeah. coming in there. Coach O's got them. His, the, his recruiting classes have really started to funnel in. He was instrumental in getting Burrow to transfer. I, for my money, there's not many coaches better than him in the country. <laughs> so, yeah, they absolutely have a shot, and I think they're going to be really intriguing to watch that it's not just Bama and Georgia from the SEC. It's absolutely LSU, and I think Florida's good too. I don't think they're playoff caliber, but I think they're a solid team. Um, moving into the team we just talked about, the Michigan Wolverines. 24-21 victors at the big house in double overtime against Army. So don't need to really break the game down. It was just a, an offensive schlog from Michigan. As we know, Army likes to run the option, run the ball a lot. It's just an interesting question that I think pans from this. What would happen to put Jim Harbaugh on the hot seat? Because he has brought Michigan back from they were completely irrelevant, disastrous. Uh, you think of the Rich Rodriguez, Brady Hoke um, <laughs> eras. Yeah, exactly. You just laugh when you think about it because it was that bad. Rich Rod. <laughs> Rich Rod. God, that was a train wreck. <laughs> but at what point is it not enough? I, I think because he went there and just who he is and what he's done, like you said, to bring him back. I don't think there's anything that can put him on the hot seat because he should be mm-hmm. like, they should, le- should be legitimate national title, at least the playoff contenders. And they're not, people will throw them in that they could make the playoff, but he's never beat Ohio state. He has not. And he usually gets destroyed by Ohio. Yeah. State as well. Like it's like, th- he, they're one of the reasons why I think the big 10 gets so much crap for being not, not fantastic is because, they're supposed to have Michigan as one of their top teams, and they do. They go out and they only beat Army by three. Uh, they get blow out, blown out by the only other good team, not the only other good team, but the only other like playoff contending team from the Big Ten. And it's just I think, yeah, I think you can't do that year that. over year after mm-hmm. year and expect this is okay. Like for Michigan, it's not okay. If this was like like Northwestern, like if they were even close to what Mich- this Michigan team is right now. That's fantastic. But that's also like, that's a small program. That's, they've done a lot there too. But like, you're supposed to be Michigan. You're supposed to be one of those guys. You're supposed to be up there with the Alabamas, the Clemsons, the Ohio States. And they're just not. Yeah, I think that one thing that could take him off the hot seat is beat Ohio State. I think if he wins, I think that gives him what job security for three years. I was going to say at least five more years. Like, honestly, like a decade. Literally one win over Ohio State. He's there for at least five years. Realistically, if he beats, if he wins the game, contract extension. And yeah, but I'm also looking at the schedule. 
they go like there's a lot of ranked teams in the big big 10 mm-hmm. but like through the bigger games is their schedule left out that they have them at home home against Notre Dame at the end of October, October yeah. yeah which is going to be a good game I assume one. I assume game day at that time um, sounds about right yeah. then 11 6 so November 16th a couple weeks later home against Michigan State against a little brother which they you know, should win that yeah. game and, and then, then the, the game won. at home. Then the game. Yeah, yep. so they and they have that at home. Like I would think that at the beginning of the year, look at the schedule. Obviously, Maryland wasn't ranked. Now they are. They've got to go to Maryland. Mm-hmm. Should be a win. Should like, be. And yeah. yes. Like I think that some of those games, it's like they do have to go on the road. Still should be wins. Uh, if you're at that caliber, you should be able to go on the road and beat teams like that. With like the no fact problem. that we have to talk about those games as being up in the air yeah. slightly mm-hmm. means they're not. Legitimate yeah. contender. Yeah, I'm. I'm not a Shea Patterson fan at quarterback. I know Harbaugh loves the experience that he brought, but I'm just not sure he's got the arm to be able to to win you games. Um, also, interesting to look at Maryland because that game has become tougher than you would have initially yeah. thought. They just put up sixty plus on Syracuse. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to watch there. For Har, what would it take to put Harbaugh on the hot seat? I lean more of Conrad's way of that. I'm not sure they will have the guts to be able to get rid of him yeah. because of how far he's brought them from how far gone they were. But at some point, like he's got to win something, right? Yeah. And especially that rival, it's the rivalry game is the killer. If, if if they get blown out, it they Ohio State put up over 60 on them last year. If that happens again, you, you you'll hear some, you will hear some whispers if that happens again. And then they got embarrassed in the bowl game. They didn't show up. So we'll see what happens there, but. I lean toward as long as things don't go really wrong. I think Harbaugh's got a can basically stay there as long as he wants to. But there's also a breaking point there, so be interesting to follow. Um, moving along here, Shea uh, Patterson would not be the quarterback I would select for this. Which college quarterback are you most excited to watch this year? Um, more of a week one question, but I we had to miss last week, and I just uh, what I think would be an interesting point. Honestly, I'd probably like kind of gonna go chalk to a um, sunshine, and then like honestly, like Jake Fromm. Mm-hmm. Granted, a little bit of bias there. I think that I think I'm interested to see what Fromm can do because he obviously led them to the basically a uh, false start blocked blocked kick in the second half. Still remember that. Still mm-hmm. upset um, <laughs> about that. Away from the national championship, a blown title. coverage yeah. in yeah, the, the overtime. Yep. Um, but he led them there. Led them to the championship game. Can he get over that hump? You know, Tua can. He did that as a rookie, or as, mm-hmm. pardon me, as a freshman. Lemon National Championship game. Went toe-to-toe with um, Kyler last year. And, and Tua the, looks good yeah, he to does. start the year. And, you Number know, they've got the what, uh, Jerry Judy, and they've got, you know, a, another plethora of wide receivers back there that we'll end up seeing play on Sunday. So I think that, you know, obviously it's, um, you know, not fun to go chalk. So I, but I would say, like, those three guys, and also to a little bit interested in Justin Fields, getting like the waiver to be able to play right away at Ohio state, not wanting to sit behind um, Jake from at Georgia. So I think mm-hmm. that's interesting. I read articles that were like, Oh, Ohio state's the perfect fit for Justin Fields. And it's like, hold up. Like let's pump the brakes a little bit. They beat who Ohio and can, I don't even know who they put Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Yeah. Yes. So it's kind of like, I don't know if like that's a correct fit. I think that he was kind of more, if they would call it the wild dog at Georgia, like the wildcat formation. So I'm interested to see, can you do that when he plays, you know, fast forward to November when they play at the big house? Can you do that? Can you step up and whatnot? So um, I'm interested in seeing like those couple guys, four guys. All right. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Jalen Hurts is my guy yes. to watch just because 
I think it's so interesting with, um, he was, he was, um, a couple years ago, just benched in the national championship game. And then he sat behind to all last year and everybody kind of forgot about him, but, but not really because he was never really at Alabama. That guy, he kind of was the old Alabama quarterback, which was kind of just don't lose the game. Let the defense do what they do. Give give it to the running back. Um, but now, obviously, is at Oklahoma, who has had the last two Heisman winners. Um, and I honestly didn't expect anything from him. I was like, he'll, he'll be good. He'll be at least be average. And then these two games, he's thrown for three touchdowns in each game and over 250 yards in both games, one over 300. Like, he's legitimately putting up numbers, and he can run. He's looking faster. Um, I think it's just interesting with, what everybody thought of him as the Alabama quarterback. And then you put him in this quarterback centric offense at Oklahoma that obviously puts their quarterbacks in a fantastic positions. I think it'll just be very intriguing to watch. Yeah, no, I agree. I think Hertz is, I'm absolutely going to be following Hertz with that transition from Bama to Oklahoma. And it's been a pretty good start for him. Yeah. And then I'm going to take one from Sherwood's list. For me, it is Justin Fields. And I, I believe in Justin Fields and I think it's a great fit there with Ryan day at Ohio State. He's lighting it up so far through two weeks. Yes, not against top competition, but you can see the talent there. He was the number two quarterback uh, in his recruiting class behind Trevor Lawrence, so not exactly a bad person to be behind. Uh, but I just I think Fields is just such a perfect fit for that spread up, up temp, uh, high-paced offense. If I could speak, that would be awesome. Um, that is going to be fun to watch at Ohio State this year, and they're going to put up a lot of points. I'm also quickly interested in um, what's his last name? The Florida quarterback, Felipe. Uh, Felipe Franks. Franks. I'm interested in what Felipe Franks does because I think I read something that they were like they're expecting a big jump from him. This yeah, year, and they said like he's got pretty. he's got the swagger, but with mm-hmm. no like polish, stats. polish to, to it. Yeah, show. Mm-hmm. So I think that Florida's got a very good team this year. They've got a very they good do. defense, a good offense. I think that again, the big when they play Georgia, that'd be a big game, a big telltale sign, and I think that'll be interesting because he's what a sophomore. He's either a that, sophomore. That sounds right. I think he might. I honestly think he might. I think he might be a true sophomore too. Yeah. Um, but that's. I think that I'm interested in seeing him as well. I think that to see Kenny lead kind of forward back to that promise line, back to the what Chris Leak, Tim Tebow days when they were at the top of the SEC East, the top of the SEC, and the top of the whole um, college football world back with Urban Meyer. Sure. Yeah, he is a redshirt junior. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, yeah, so we had him off by two years. We were. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, last year was his uh, his first year as a starter. Okay, so there you go. But uh, yeah, as you said, Florida's a very talented team. It's just depending how far that he can take them. Yeah. And then just one last point: uh, the big boys rolled this weekend. wasn't really didn't get too many interesting results no. other than that LSU Texas game. Bama Georgia Clemson Florida Oklahoma OSU all rolled to uh, to pretty easy victories. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll wrap up college football. We're going to take a quick break and move into Major League Baseball and miscellaneous. This is Round Chipper on eighty nine one, and we'll be right back, back here on Round Chipper. Getting into some Major League Baseball. It's September. Uh, I would also just like to say that our producer did a spectacular job there at getting us in on time. Thank you. That's that's what they pay me the big bucks for. It's, it's, it's very true, actually. When do the checks start to cash? Um, when we can start our show with the correct audio. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Um, but, all right, so getting into Major League Baseball. Um, did all, Every single division race is over <laughs> at this point in the season. Yep. Yeah, the Cubs are not catching the Cardinals. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and then every other race is actually is. a blowout. So just 
looking at the wild card race then. So Tampa and Oakland currently leading with Cleveland a game and a half back. Boston falling now eight games behind. We'll get into Dave Dombrowski in just a little bit. In the National League, the Nationals have a three-game lead over the Cubs, who have a one-and-a-half game lead over Arizona. Milwaukee and Philly are at two games back, and the Mets are at four. So the question I ask you, who are your final two in each league? All right, um, I'm going to go with from the AL, uh, Tampa and Oakland. Um, I mean, just look at... out on a limb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, Boston's eight games back. That's not happening. Cleveland is four and six in their last ten, while Oakland is seven and three. So I just, I see Oakland kind of solidifying their spot. You might have just told me I'm stealing it. That's why I talk first. Uh, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm the I'm the facilitator. Exactly, and then I think from the NL, I think it's going to be Washington and Arizona. Mm. Um, I think the Cubs are an absolute dumpster fire right oh now. My. They do not have a shortstop. They just had to call up Nico Horner mm-hmm. um, because Javi is most likely out for the year with a hairline fracture in his thumb, and then Edison Russell got hit by it. I think he's got a concussion or something. He got That's hit in the head. Um, real tough. He was going to be our savior. <laughs> um, and Arizona is just hot. They are like hot. they're eight and two in their last ten. They're losing to the Mets right now. Um, they're gonna figure it out. The Mets are gonna explode. Um, but also Milwaukee could have a shot. But mm. I think it's gonna be Arizona. I think they're just too hot. Um, I'm looking at right now the Oakland schedule. I'd like to think that Oakland won't make it, but I think they will. I think Tampa. Um, Tampa, Oakland. I'd love to. I'd love to say Cleveland makes it, but. They've got a little bit of a tougher schedule toward the back end. Cleveland does. And then they've got to finish three on the road against the Nats, which could be at what at what in Washington and DC. So that could be, you know, make or break for both teams. The Nationals trying to secure probably home field in, exactly. the, uh, in a wild card game at that point. Yeah. And then and the NL, I see Washington hanging on for like the for home field advantage. And I'm actually going to limb. And say Christian Yelich single-handedly swings his way into the postseason. And we agree. I feel the same way. Um, I do. Tampa Bay I, has kind of, it would be a real shame if they missed out on the postseason this year with just how good they are. The budget that they're on. It's incredible uh, how they're able to do this every year. That Chris Archer trade from last <laughs> year really has propelled them. Uh, I know that Glass now has missed time. And Meadows started off crazy hot and then has cooled down. but just unbelievable to watch them do it and then oakland as well another team that doesn't spend a lot of money right there with the boston red sox with the highest payroll in baseball sitting eight games behind them first off what it shows you is you don't have to spend money which if the will ponds are listening please don't actually disregard what i just said um but it really is more about player development and analytics that's what gets you wins and these are two of the top teams in major league baseball did you say analytics i did say analytics okay (laughs) <laughs> you, you go by more what you see on the field manalytics yeah, exactly. if this were dan dan know what i would say right now dan we love danny yes and i think cleveland misses out i just they obviously did the incredibly interesting thing at the deadline flipping trevor bauer one of their yeah. best pitchers getting puig and reyes back as well as a prospect the offense is better but man trevor bauer's good <laughs> so uh, I and I just I'm not sure Cleveland has the firepower this year in the National League. Washington has that spot locked down and will not be fun for anyone to face in that one game playoff because you know Max Scherzer is going to take the hill in Washington. And then that second spot, 
I would have said the Cubs up until the Baez injury. Yeah. As much as I don't like their pitching, as much as I don't like their bullpen, I thought the Cubs had they, it. They'd figure it out with Javi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But with Baez, for one reason or another, is the heartbeat of that team. Him and oh, Rizzo. Yeah. And with him going down, that makes me, you lose an incredible, an all world defender and a guy that can, will change your game with one swing of the bat. Exactly. Oh, also, I just saw this. Chris Bryant's getting a cortisone shot in his knee. So right, that's so also yeah, not they're, good. They're falling apart. <laughs> and I agree that I think Milwaukee finds a way to get in. Even though Arizona, a plus 82 run differential, they have gotten zero press all year. Mm-mm. They traded Zach Grinke, and they are a game and a half back, which is truly incredible from them. Though I do think Milwaukee gets in um, as that last playoff spot. So that's National League race. Um, all-time news dump last night. <laughs> After after the Patriots win on Sunday night football, uh, Dave Dombrowski was fired by the Red Sox minutes after that at about, I think it was like 12.05 a.m. Eastern. <laughs> Interesting time to announce the firing of the, your most important front office guy uh, for one of baseball's flagship franchises. It happens. But, so, he won a World Series less than a year ago. And yes, they're going to miss the playoffs this year, but what do we think? I mean, I... I don't really understand it like you're still you would think you'd still be you get at least a year leeway after things like that especially with it happens almost every year that world series hangover especially after you win because you're just you're pitching and playing so late into the year you don't really have a full off season to like get back but like i mean i guess not even being intention already for a wild card spot is a, is a rough place to be for what should be a much better team with how much they pay their guys. But like, you at least got to run them back out there, but I don't know. Yeah. You've got to at least run it, run it back one to two times with him. He created, you know, he drafted or trade for a lot of these guys. He got JD Martinez. He got, um, bats and sale. Yeah. Sale and Bogards. I'm trying to think what, what big trades, or acquisitions, or did they lose anyone during this past offseason besides Joe Kelly to the Dodgers? Like, there no, wasn't... Their big thing, I think their big gripe with him is the contracts he's handed out, the sale contract after this yeah. year looks Very scary. Bad. Yes. With the elbow problems and the, the ERA. Mookie Betts has shown no interest in re-signing, which is... Tough. Mm-hmm. Not great for them. The Bogarts extension was spectacular. Um, they got He got that in right at the correct time. J.D. Martinez getting paid a lot of money. So I, I think there are just some moves where, and they're, they've got the biggest payroll in baseball, so John Henry has to pay the luxury tax. Yeah. I think all of that kind of combined, missing the playoffs, made them want to change course. I think you just got to give them one or two more years. I'm, I'm surprised yeah. by it. But not totally shocked. But not shocked just because of the sheer amount of money he's committed. Yeah, especially two one year, the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. You know, what any any of the big market teams, yeah. you're expected to win not like once every other year or once every mm-hmm. third year. You're supposed to win every year. No, absolutely. So I can totally see it why it's like, you know, I think that they had the best record in baseball last year, kind of demolished the Dodgers in the post, or like they ran through the postseason, did. did well in the World Series. And then, yeah, I guess, you, you know, you're not used, you, you, you shouldn't have with that good of a team, you shouldn't have this type of record and be this far of the playoffs after what they did last year. Yeah, no, absolutely. But then again, with Dombrowski, like that's what he does. He spends a lot of money. That's his mo. Yeah. So it's it's an interesting situation, and they did get a ring out of it. Uh, one last baseball topic: 
Uh, the home run race is fun. Um, and that's mostly because the balls are 100% juiced. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's why Tebow had six. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was going to say Trout and Alonzo were tied at 45, but that's not true because Pete Alonzo hit his 46 wow. tonight. Big of truth. Who wins this home run race? Belly. Belly? Belly from left. Belly's right got field. 44 right now. Yeah. Which isn't that hot, hot of a take. <laughs> I think. It'll probably be Alonzo. He's oh, just let's go. tearing it up. I yeah. don't know. I also can't say Yelich. So, uh, so Alonzo at forty six right now. I'm just. I'll say Mike Trout. If Trout it's wins it, we'll... against Mike Trout. That's so. very true. If Trout wins it, is it going to be noticeable? Like no, nobody's even yeah. going to know what happened. No yeah, like I love Mike Trout. I think that he should definitely be marketed more. He should be talked about more. He's a great, a phenomenal baseball player. A great face for baseball, and mm-hmm. not only great on the field but off yes. the field as well. Yes, like even better guy off the field and it's like nothing on him is it because no. he's on the angels is it because he's more it's, quiet it's, it's a west that? coast thing it's because he doesn't have much of a personality and it's yeah. because the angels have have been for the playoffs once since yeah. he's been there and that's, that's i think things. yeah i think if honestly if he he could win the triple crown and no when maggie won it and what was that 20 2012 2012 everyone went crazy about mm-hmm. it and Trout could do it and people would think, oh, okay, like, you know, he'll do it again next year. Yeah, he, he better win MVP this year, yeah. though. There are too many times where the writers get cute and they don't give it to him. He, you have to give it to him this year. You just yeah. have to. Don't give me that DJ LeMahieu uh, <laughs> garbage. I'm looking at you. Um, all right, we'll go into miscellaneous and we'll send it to a break. Uh, the Villanova basketball schedule released. So very exciting. Uh, seven Wells Fargo games. Just give me one game to watch. look out for this year because we will have plenty of time to dissect Villanova basketball. Ohio State early mm-hmm. on. I'm so excited for yeah, that game. Yeah. I, I mean, I have different reasons to be excited for it. Yeah, I know. But um, <laughs> I'm very, very pumped for that game. If it were home, I think I wouldn't. I think I, I would feel more comfortable if it were home. Mm-hmm. I think especially early on in the season, I've kind of said a lot. I think this will be new for a Jay Wright coach team to kind of rely more on the freshmen. I think that we're going to rely on, you know, our big gun. It's, like, it's going to be the big three yeah. and Gillespie, Samuels, and Cosby Roundtree at that point in the season. Yeah, so I think that if it were like Sadiq Bay probably in there too. Yeah. If it were a little later, like the Kansas game, I would feel more comfortable for at home. Yeah, you get more integration. But there. that that early on is Ohio, will Ohio State be ranked at that point? They'll be around the rankings. Yeah, they'll be, they might so, not they'll, be in it. Yeah, but. either way either way it'll be a good win for us on the road or it'll be a good win for them at home. So mm-hmm. I think that that's the most interesting and also possibly the scariest game as well. I think that I'm glad we have the USC XO to kind of face a power five team get going kind of get the chinks out of yeah, the armor nice, possibly game, yeah. as opposed to playing because we have army and we almost we have a week and a half or eight days off before yeah like the when, Ohio we, State when we scrimmaged indiana university yes, of our freshman year that was really funny i'm not sure what that really does for yeah, us i went yeah. i remember going down to wells fargo yeah, was that wells fargo? Like, yep. it's gonna be fun freshman year <laughs> and i think we got in like 15 minutes late i think madeline and i came in like ubered late and it was i mean like honestly like not even 15 game minutes late like 15 clock minutes late and it was seven minutes into the game and they were up by like 30 over the game. Yeah, so I'm not sure what that really did for us. Conrad. Um I mean I think an obvious one is that um no I was gonna leave that one for you, but I'm gonna take the UConn game. Mm, fun. Because I think it'll be really interesting, especially with UConn joining the big joining East. the Big East next year. I think it'll be really interesting how it goes this year before it really means as much as it will next year. But UConn's also I know they've gone through a lot of stuff, but they are a good basketball school. And they're our rival. Yeah. They are. Even think, with them out of the conference. Yeah. And I'm happy this one's at home, not and it, it should be well at Wells Fargo, so home. But it, it should be it should be a good game. It's a Saturday. It's at, at Wells, Wells Fargo against UConn. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be awesome. It's a noon 
on a Saturday in January. And we've got to have we. I think that we should have broadcast on location. Yes, I knew you were gonna like say that. there as well as the LSU Bama game. <laughs> yeah. so WXU at the LSU there Bama is, game. Just wait for there it. There are things in the works. There, there are things in the works. <laughs> we promised that last time, though. I just think with big games like that, I think especially with I'm I'm a little upset with that. A little upset with the Kansas game. I think that those games should be at the Pavilion. Granted, it, oh yeah, they, they, I completely they're, they're doing agree. it for tickets. Yeah, sales, which makes one hundred percent sense, and which is I totally like, understand. I just think that you want to win games. Yeah. Get the home court advantage. Wells Fargo is not a home court advantage. Yeah. That's yeah. sorry. Like maybe against Kansas, it possibly could be because we're a little further but away. But it's on a break. Yeah. It's on a break. UConn. Well, how long are be. we? We're like five, five hours away from them. Not too far. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Definitely. Especially. I don't know how good UConn's going to be. I feel like we should be in the top 15, top 17 at that point. So yep. I would not be surprised if a lot of UConn fans drive up for that or drive oh, down. Oh, no, they'll be here. Like the yeah. same way that the, we UConn had, travels yeah. very well. I just think that some of those weekend games we should have in the pavilion, a 7 o'clock, 8 uh, o'clock night game. I, our freshman year, we had a couple of them. They yeah. kind of moved yes. away from it. Yeah. They've really, especially since the year where they had all Everyone the games, so Fargo, mm-hmm. it seems like they're really leaning towards... Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo, yeah. which is... It's, which, again, I get... It's sense. completely because understandable, but as a yeah. student, I know it's it's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. it but, is. And then I will say just the simplest game, the biggest game yeah. of the year. Army? No. Army's big game. It's December 14th. <laughs> it's Delaware at the Prudential Center. It's the Dylan Painter revenge game. Oh, and let's go. <laughs> I cannot wait. Will he start? Oh, for Delaware? Yeah, he will. <laughs> so, oh, boy. Are you I, traveling down? Let's do it. That's what's at the Prudential Center. Week, week before, it's in Jersey. That's like what? Yeah, I think that's the finals? week before finals. Oh, it's finals. That's it's fine. Right? Oh, I'm in. Let's do it. Another right, so on location. Pending. Sherwood pending. Oh, pending. That makes sense. Wait, location broadcasting on location accepted or confirmed. <laughs> I will be there. I like it. Have Perfect. a nice little like game day in the morning. Yes. Oh, it's a it's a, it's a two o'clock start. Yeah, too. we, yeah, we got time. Day. We can even wake up, get some Wawa breakfast. We have to get Wawa. Drive down, smash some tables. Bills Mafia I'll wear style. my Bills jersey. We can smash some tables. <laughs> We've turned into a football game. And then go inside the Prudential Center. And make a ruckus. Yeah, make a ruckus. Yeah. The yeah. three of us, or the five of us, if Moyen would want to come. And then be back on campus by what? Eight o'clock, eight, nine o'clock? Eight o'clock. Eight, get and, some studying in. Yeah, get yeah. some studying in. And then I assume that's, I think that might be the Heisman night, the 14th. I feel like it's that's around. around. That time. Yep. Either the Heisman or we'll have Army Navy that Tomorrow night Army, as well. Navy, yeah, so good. Yeah, and then we'll have week. 12 or 13 the next day. Yeah. 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 Sounds and good. And then to me. final. Yeah. Final. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those. Oh, wait. What? I was more looking at Kansas. Yeah. I was, I'm more focused <laughs> not on fine. Kansas. Not fine. Than exactly. Who? What? Um, so tennis. You can skip over that. Yes. Week. Big. Uh, huge. Rafa Nadal won the US tennis? Open. Humongous. So he's the goat now, right? I thought Joker was the goat. <laughs> no. Uh, he's Pete got Sanders. 19. He's wait, got no. 19. It's Andy Murray. <laughs> Andy Murray. <laughs> He's the GOAT. Um, Andy Murray actually came to my hometown tournament and went to Salem Open. My mom and I were supposed to go, and then it rained, and oh. we ended, it ended up starting at, like, 11 p.m. Um, past your bedtime. Yes, way past. Um, but, yes, it was an exhilarating match. I watched it with my parents and Madeline. It was run pins and needles. My mom said she couldn't even watch because she... Oh. Or not, like, in, like, that type of way. She watched him play Chilich in the quarterfinals, was up... I won the first set. She turned it on. Chilich lost, or Chilich won the set, and she said, "Superstitious. I'm gonna turn it off." Rafa rolled sets three and four. Rafa has. I uh, love that. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, uh, we're we're a big superstitious fans. <laughs> um, and then yeah, the championship honestly should not have gone five hours. 
He was up two sets in a break, should have cleaned it up easy, mm-hmm. should have laid down the ground and won and bit the trophy about two hours a lot earlier than it was. Huge credit to Mendedev, who really stepped up and I think made a fan out of me, made a fan out of a lot of the U.S. Open crowd. And I think at the end of the day, it just comes to the big three. It's, it's when you three. get when yeah. you get down to that point and a major final and a fifth set, it's just they have the mental capacity. It's like a quarterback. You're supposed to have short attention span, go out there, and Rafa had two match points. So for the match, lost, got him, broke, and then he came back, saved a break point, and won. So it's just it gets to the point where just the top guys are going to win it. Breaking news, Javier Baez is out until October, so. There, there goes Goodbye, what coach. we were exactly talking about. Uh, so that's 19 majors now? 19. So he's one behind Federer. This is the close. They were the closest they've been. Well, like when it was 20 and 18, it was the closest they had been since Rafa came on tour because I believe they started Raj had three. Now they're one behind. I think Raj will always be the GOAT. Raj did so much for tennis. He's, if you watch him, he's more graceful over the, like throughout the court. He glides the one-handed backhand, the serve, everything. If you watch him, he never sweats. When he plays on clay court, someone pointed this out, his shoes and socks are never dirty, like <laughs> pristine white. Um, his best tournament is Wimbledon. Makes sense. Royal, mm-hmm. purple, like all white. Why else? Well, you know, that makes total sense. And I think at the end of the day, he did. he's done so much for tennis. It's amazing to see what he's done at this age. I think will Rafa pass him? Probably by getting some French. Will Djokovic pass them after? Mm. Probably. I think that people look at the longevity, what Roger's done, most number one, like ranking number one, like set a new age for tennis. If you look at this, if these guys were in different eras, all three of them, they would almost win every tournament. Every I'm sure, yeah, if you split them up. I just, yeah, I think that just, I think when you look at it too, possibly their peaks did not align correctly. Like Roger, Roger beat Novak when Novak wasn't that great. Vice versa, Novak. I don't think Rogers beat a Novak in a major final over the last couple of years. Brandon Rogers been in his thirties. Djokovic has been in his prime. I just think you got to take a look at it. Roger, the go. It's tough to argue with, especially yeah. since I don't really have any other counterparts. I completely agree. <laughs> yeah, tennis not not my forte, which is why we have our analyst on. Yeah, it's the best tennis talk we've ever had on the show. It is. It's the only tennis talk we've ever had on the show. I think we had a little bit. Oh, we did. And my last, yeah, we talked about the French Open. There you go. All right. Oh, Rafa doesn't lose. Yes, Rafa doesn't lose. Twelve, twelfth. There you go. There you go. And that's tennis until the end of until January when they have the Australian Open. There you go. All right. All right. Final topic from miscellaneous uh, soccer's on an international break. So there was no Ooh. Premier League this weekend. Uh, mm, I would, sad. Yeah, I would like to state that Liverpool is top of the league. My squad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so this week, uh, the U.S. played Mexico on Friday night, and they mm, lost. That went well. Yeah. Yeah. Poor, yeah. Very poor. Teresa Cero. <laughs> Not good. Not good. Uh, Where the, was that game home too? Oh yeah, I think it was at the Meadowlands. <laughs> it was on the. Oh, I think so. Oh, that's 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 a oh, that's a really rough it's weekend for the Jets. Also, <laughs> quick, or for not the Jets, pardon me, pardon me. Oh, uh, state of New Jersey. Also, quick shout out. I told my parents this yesterday. If the Bills win against the Giants, yeah, the Bills are the state champions of New York and New Jersey. That's true. Yes, uh, they're not going to win against the Giants. Yeah, I don't know. But then, if the Giants win and they beat the Jets, they're state champions. We'll beat the Jets too. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, just, just want to throw that out there. I'll be there with Connor. Big game. 
What is game that? Week? Uh, like week 10, something around there. Week 10. There. Yeah, it's in November. Okay. Oh, I must have missed that invitation. My phone, my, <laughs> must, have, must have been a bad uh, cell service when this text came out. Connor sent them. You can yell at him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He, come on, Connor. Check your phone. What's wrong with you? Uh, and the U.S. plays Uruguay on Tuesday. That's going to end really poorly. Oop. Luis Suarez. They got a Suarez. I, I thought it was Suarez. <laughs> I thought it was the bite. I, 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 yeah. I, yeah. I wanted to say James, but James is... Oh my God, you said James. Is that how they say it? James. <laughs> James. I thought they said... Colombia, right? Yeah, Colombia. Yeah. That's James what I Rodriguez. <laughs> I thought they James. <laughs> Dear God, help me. I must have had bad intel. <laughs> I'm now a Hames that's the That's the last time I tried to talk to <laughs> Wow. Um, I, I did have more for soccer, but I'm just going to move on now. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, we're going to go. I, we would send it to a break, but those but, technical difficulties ate up some time. So we're going to send it to Around the Nova Nation as we finish every single show here. Uh, Villanova football rolled 38-10 to 10 at home against Lehigh, approving to 2-0 and on the season. Yeah, exhilarating. Um, right. Yeah, we're doing well. We have Bucknell next week, maybe? Yeah, Bucknell. We do have Bucknell. That sounds right. At Bucknell. At Bucknell. Mm-hmm. You know, that's always a rowdy game. Next home game isn't until parents' weekend. <laughs> Disappointing. Mm-hmm. There was a huge crowd out there last yeah, yeah, week. Yeah, a lot of people, which is fantastic. Who do we play family weekend? Maine, and Maine's good. Okay. We usually play bad teams on parents' weekend. When do we but... play James Madison? Uh, do we and October 12th at JMU? Okay. Oh, I'm gonna say boy. if we played them home and we won, We're could we storm the field? The national title. Oh could, no, 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 no. Could we storm the field? Uh, if you beat JMU, yes. Okay. We're not going to. And that's in our <laughs> October break, correct? It's yeah, it's we play JMU over October break every year. Okay, I would say road trip it, but but JMU's far. That's JMU. closer to you, right? Are you going J- home? up in the air. Actually, up in the, up in the I, air. We're not sure yet. Yeah. Up in the air. All right. TBD. All right. The LSU road trip would be closer than JMU. <laughs> and, that, and that was our new segment, Sherwood's Fall Break. <laughs> and then, all right, reading through then what else happened this past weekend. Uh, women's soccer took down Delaware 1-0. Women's volleyball defeated the University of North Dakota, as well as Marist College. Take that, Bren. <laughs> and what up? men's soccer beat Temple at home. Also, quick shout out. So, a pretty good weekend for Villanova Athletics. Soccer game tomorrow, 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock. Come through on West Campus. I'll be there. I'll be there at 3 o'clock. Against Fordham. Fordham. I'll be working. Come over. Come say hi. Do you have any giveaways? Yes. I believe it's the kids pack card of the game. You have to be... Can below, I get one? You have to be below 8th grade or else it's a recruiting violation. My height. Possibly. I was going to say that. If I, kind of, see, I'm going to take the, the, the thunder right out from under you. I'm not yeah. letting you say it. No, I was, I was going to say you could. Oh, yeah. okay. I'll I'll have one out to you. I'll stamp it for you. I'll actually, yeah, maybe. Um, and then yeah, so come big Fordham game. Rumor is I'm starting the rumor. Eric Pass was going to be there because it's his two former <laughs> colleges. Rumor, I'm starting the rumor. <laughs> Just so you know, <laughs> when I drove by there and he went to the I thought, huh, that's Pascal's. It is his, his two colleges. He was a Ram. It's true. <laughs> Can I think he's confirm, making a trip. Cannot confirm nor deny. Fair. I Fair. confirm it. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what's going on in Villanova track and field slash cross country at the moment? Uh, you got cross- morning practice coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. Cross country, I believe they're about to start their legitimate season and get some races underway. Um, everybody else on the track team that doesn't do cross country had their first official practice today. So it's going great. Getting ready for a new year. Everybody's excited. We're still pumped. And uh, yeah. This is when the fun part is. 
is this is the, this is our training camp. This is where champions are made. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be a good time. I, I think like I think we got a really there. good team. Both men's and women's are defending indoor and outdoor. So mm-hmm. I like to keep that going. Uh, I'd like to keep that going too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it would be a little fun. All right, that's our show. Any uh, any last points, gentlemen? I don't know. No. Go Cats. Go Bills. Go, Go Bears. Bear down. <laughs> Chicago Bears. So, again, uh, this is Round Tripper on 89.1. Our podcast will be up tomorrow morning at some point, whenever I can edit that out and upload all that. I think you keep it. Just keep it? The beginning, yeah. It's kind of like, oh, you, know the, you know those PMTs where it's like, you know, the emergency where they had to come back to the studio? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it should be like those. Yeah, there's no chance I keep that. Put it at the end. Put it at the end. <laughs> a little, <laughs> just, a little just, surprise. Just hear us flounder at the beginning, having no idea what's going on. I think it's but, the best part of the show. Yeah, so, <laughs> just... Just a nice little treat for the AWS. Exactly. Um, So thank you for hanging with us through that. And if you're listening to the podcast and you have no idea what you're talking about, you won't because I'm not going to tell you what happened. I'll (laughs) tell you right now. (laughs) (laughs) Cameron and I had oodles of fun. I'm I'm sure you did. But all right. Thank you so much for everyone listening. We will be back next Monday night. Probably. Unless we get canceled. (laughs) Unless we get canceled. That's true. You never know. You do never know. But I, I think we're okay. I think so. So we'll be back Monday night, 7 p.m. This is Round Chipper. Check out the podcast tomorrow morning. Thank you to Conrad and Mr. Sherwood Thank for you coming for on. Me. Thank you, Pat. Thank you to everyone for listening. This is Round Chipper on 89.1, and we'll talk to you later. Go Cats.